what's going on, people? This is Lecrae. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kel Mitchell. Picky Warriors, that would be me. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian Hooks. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. Yo, what's up? This is Doug E. Fresh. What up, what up? It's DJ Emmy for that Breakfast Club. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox. Hello there. This is Kim Burrell. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cardi Cortez. Well, hello there. I am Ja'Kalen Carr. Good afternoon. It's Jess with the mess. Hey, everyone. This is Faith Jesse. My name is Kid from Kid and Play. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. What's up, y'all? Las Vegas. It's Sad Entertainer. I want you to download and tune into the greatest gospel station in the Las Vegas area. It's the number one gospel station. Number one gospel station. Number one gospel radio. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go download Anointed Radio app. From either the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. For 24-7 gospel. Make sure to check out their website at anointedradionetwork.com. Music for the soul, music for your spirit, music to lift your heart. That soul food for your body, that energy for your spirit. Gospel in the morning, gospel for lunch, gospel at dinner, and you go to sleep. You know what? Guess what? You're dreaming about some gospel. Sometimes these are the songs that really uplift us and uh, get us through some of the tough times. Salute Pastor J. Calhoun and Anointed Radio. Know your boy wouldn't steer you around. Go listen right now. You feel me? Check them out without no doubt because gospel is what it's all about. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Pastor Jay. And like always, we're going to start off in normal fashion. And normal fashion is this. you We're going to come out of a scripture and do a prayer. And the scripture we're coming out this, uh, this evening is Romans 15 and 7. It says, accept one another. Then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Accept one another. Then. Just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. God is happy when we do stuff for each other. God is happy when we play good in the in the play box, in the sandbox, when we help each other, we don't compete with each other, we build each other up, we love on each other, we forgive each other, we mend these relationships that we have with these people on earth, our brothers and sisters. Like that, that scripture always says that really got me, you know. How can you love a God you can't see, but hate the brothers and sisters you do see? So love is God and God is love. And we got to start loving on each other. We got to accept one another. Everybody got falls. Everybody got issues. Everybody got problems. But we have to get to a point where we can love that person past the judgment, love that person past the situation that we put in our heads. Cause a lot of times we judge people harshly compared to what we even judge ourselves. So we got to get back to helping each other, loving each other. I need you. You need me. We're all part of God's family. Amen. Amen. Devil, father, God, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done. I thank you for bringing this new year. God, I thank you for all the blessings and the opportunities and everything that's in store for 2024. God, I just ask you to just be in the midst. Cover us. 
cover us with a hedge of protection against anything that is trying to put against our downfall, put against our, our, our blessings, put against our families, our relationships, everything that you have tilted, everything that you've mended and, and tend to God, I just ask you to cover it. God, I ask you to let us be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable and touch somebody with the hardest heart, God. So they can say, what can I do to be saved? God, enlarge the territory of anointed radio so we could be able to get to new airwaves, new people, new cities, new countries. God, we ask you to just be able to touch everybody on the sound of my voice to be able to see the evidence of you in their life, God where they could be able to truly be connected with you, see what you are doing in their life and be able to uncover their purpose in the kingdom. God, I ask you to just be able to break every chain of habit, depression, issues, family trauma, past issues, and break it off of them right now under the sound of my voice, break every chain in their life so that they could be able to live free and live in the moment and understand that every day is a blessing to wake up and be alive. God, I ask you to just be able to just mend relationships that have been torn with you, God, mend relationships in the kingdom, in the body of Christ, where we could be able to come together and start really healing and getting to that next level in you, God. God, I just thank you for everything that you're doing. I thank you for all the things that you're you're doing in the background that we don't even know yet. God, I just ask you to take out any animosity, take out any jealousy, take out any 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 mean spirited things out of us right now. In the name of Jesus, God, usher in your spirit, your Shekinah glory into the room tonight. And we we thank you. We glorify you for everything that you've done. And we said it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 It's Pastor Jay. Like always, I got something to say. What I got to say is this. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on all social media platforms. And you can follow me at... Um, all the music streaming platforms. So um, all this music, where you go get music. You can see me go Pastor Jalon Calhoun. You can get the Renew My Praise. Jesus, you make me happy. Slip away. When I wake up, I'm blessed. Um, uh, spirit, the spirit flow through me and my new single, Can I Get a Little Grace? Where you can get all those at all the digital streaming platforms. I want to go ahead and shout out to all of our sports partners and shout out to the new owner. Well, there's a new owner to the Las Vegas Lights. Shout him out for coming to Las Vegas and acquiring the Las Vegas Lights. He has plans to really make that franchise of Las Vegas soccer bigger. So shout out to the new owner of the Las Vegas Lights. We have the Las Vegas Knights, our Stanley Cup champions. We have the Las Vegas WNBA two-time champions, the Lady Aces. We have the Las Vegas Raiders, and we have the Las Vegas aviators which will soon be the las vegas athletics where now we have a super bowl coming but we might even get a world series down the line in las vegas when i moved to vegas vegas had no sport teams so it's amazing that we've became a mecca of so many teams in vegas so to god be the glory with that being said we're going to go ahead and bring up my co-host the the one that knows the most and and will tell you about the Lord and what says the Lord. Prophetess Tish Shear. 
Hey guys, I'm Prophetess Tish. You can find me on all social media platforms at www.r uh, at Firmly Creations. Are you check my website www.firmlycreations or you can check me in person in June June 21st, June 23rd in Huntsville, Alabama for the Prisoner War in the Mind conference. We're looking forward to that. And hey, if you have music out there, hey, hit us up. We would love to have you as part of part of our gospel showcase. The Gospel Showcase will be awesome, sponsored by Anointed Radio. We're going to be having a, some great performers coming, um, and we're going to have some great talent to be able to come and showcase what they have done in the kingdom, their new music and things like that. It will be in Huntsville, Alabama, where, you know, if you got a white chair, you are protected. A white folding chair, let me put it like that. But with that... Um, really? That's, a, we, that's, a, that's how you're doing this down here? Well, yeah, y'all made that famous. Like every, they were sold out everywhere. It was like that pink. It was like that pink cup. What was that Stanley Cup? Everybody was looking for the the folding white chair. That was like, man, that's monumental. They about to put that in a museum, and people gonna be confused in a hundred years. They were like, what does the chair represent? And people were like, just had to be there. Just had to be there. But. And if you did not know, Anointed Radio is looking for a new co-host. We're in the search for a new co-host, looking for two new co-hosts to add on to the Anointed Radio show. So if you are interested in becoming a radio host and being on Anointed Radio, Anointed Radio that's been nominated multiple times, and we are Las Vegas' number one gospel station, if you want to be able to, I guess, not even audition, but to apply for the position Send in your reels of you interviewing, doing a mock interview or a real interview, um, headshot, social media links, and we'll be going and talking to all the people that we see interested into the position. So with that, I want you guys to make sure you share, like, subscribe. Everybody, where you at? Instagram land, Facebook land, TV land, whatever land, Twitch land that we're all on. Make sure you guys share, like, subscribe, and tag some people and get some likes yes the the white chair kevin kevin was like yeah the white chair i'm telling you the white chair i think i'm gonna get that as a as a portrait painted for me but let me get back on track so if you want to be able to join the anointed radio team make sure that you email us at lvanointedradio at gmail.com and you could be able to send us all of the media assets of a reel of you interviewing headshots social media and you have to dedicate one hour everybody say one hour even the back of the church one hour one hour a week and for the anointed radio show that's all i require from you and of course for us to promote each other and be a team amen with that we're going to bring up our guests we have a great man of god out of new york city coming all the way from nyc and his name is twan hilton y'all that, that that boy good like i watched him live and i'm telling you when he he's hit that high note he note he get confident because he smiled a little bit and then he hit the note. <laughs> like whoa wait <laughs> like he like he know he gonna hit that he gonna hit that note he gonna like this gonna fall good on him watch, watch, watch. i'm not gonna expect this one and then he hit it and, and I, I was like okay sir let's come through i think see i'm i'm telling y'all y'all need to understand this Man of God is pressure. 
and he's going to go far. So with that being said, I'm going to bring him on stage so he could be able to talk to y'all and tell everybody where we could follow him on his, his website and social media and all that good stuff. Welcome to the stage. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Shout out to Anointed Radio Network. And thank God for Prophet Tish and Pastor Jalen for inviting me. Um, I'm just glad to be here. Again, my name is Antoine Hilton, and I'm man of God. And I'm just ready to do what God has for me to do. Amen. So we're going to do an icebreaker question. Yeah. You ready for this icebreaker question? And the icebreaker question is this. If you can pick a time period for you to go back to, what time period would it be? It would definitely be in the 60s. I feel okay. like they had so much fun with music back then. Um, I don't want to go all the way back to when Jesus Christ was around because it was a little rough back then, you know. <laughs> they didn't have heat. They didn't have air. So <laughs> They didn't have running water. No, no, it's so not that far back. But the um, the Temptation era, uh, you know, Richard Smallwood era. Mm. Okay. That's uh what, what about you, Prophet Tish? Uh, you supposed to be thinking know. when I was I'm talking. Huh? You supposed to be thinking when I was talking. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thought about it and I was just like, you know what? I would go back to the, like, 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 Eve, like, it's a setup. Like, don't do it. Like, girl, come <laughs> on. Like, don't do us like this. Come on, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, I think that. And like I would just want to be that voice in her ear at that moment. But I mean, that's just me, though. <laughs> okay. I would go back to the 90s so I could be grown during the 90s. Mm, I felt yeah. like it was a lot of fun. Yes, the crack era started a little bit before, but still, it looked fun. Like, Tupac had new music. Yeah. Like, the clubs, everybody danced. You had to have your little group. Like you had to, you had to have your little group and, and dance. Like house parties was dope. Like living color was TV. The baggiest clothes. I think the only thing I missed out of that was I was a child for most of the 90s. So I didn't get to go out, but I would love to see what the 90s as a dope would have been like. Being able to travel, seeing New Orleans before Katrina. Mm. Like those are the little things that I would pick. And 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 uh audience, if anybody wants anybody that's watching us, what year, what era of time would you go back to? So Prophet Tish, we're back to you. Back to me. Um I mean, I, I, I guess I'm, I think I'm, I'm, with me being older, I mean, I'm kind of that 99-2000 era. Like, give me, I'll go back to 99-2000. Not 99-2000. You live that. <laughs> you would go back? Yeah, I'll go back to 99-2000. <laughs> she wanted to go back for the 99 and the 2000. Okay. Yeah, but- <laughs> <laughs> Bad trying to say it like how do I say it? But, I am a little bit older, so I mean, 
Okay. So you want to go to nine nine two thousand? All right. So, and cash if anybody money. out there, not Cash Money Records, <laughs> please don't infringe us for saying. <laughs> um, and if you guys have it, just type in the chat. What era would you want to be in? You know what's jokes, thing I would, I would say. Jokes. If you could choose, because everybody's talking about it. Oh, if I. If I could go anywhere, where would I I would relocate? Where would you relocate if money wasn't an option? Mm, that's me. Yep. We'll go back to you. This tissue. Get get one ready. I got it. I'm ready. I answered okay. that one already. Already. Wow. My you hand on what? the buzzer. My my mom recently, well, not recently, but five, six years ago, moved to North Carolina. And that is so like simple and plain, but I think I would just go there if I can just like, you know, just to hang out with her and my siblings are out there too. So I think I would choose North Carolina. Okay. Jamaica, man. Take me to Jamaica. <laughs> you want to go to Jamaica? Okay. I'm going to come back. They okay. always tell about how beautiful Jamaica is. And I'm like, so why I want to come here? <laughs> That's a so good beautiful. point. So that's very true because I bet you the Jamaican population is very high in New York. Man, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have jerk sauce on everything. Let's... <laughs> From the nine nine to the two thousand. So, um, <laughs> so I would choose if it was my choice, and I could go anywhere, and money did not matter. I would live in Canada. Good, yep. good answer. Would, good answer. I would. I would have moved to Canada because it's pretty pricey, but it's gorgeous up there. Only thing that this downfall is like there's polar bears. Like if they say that if a polar bear is chasing you, he's been chasing you for like days. Oh, that's crazy. Ain't it? They said if it's if it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lay down. If it's white. Let's say good night. You really been studying it. Go figure. I'm saving somebody's life. Somebody's gonna go foresting and they're gonna see a brown bear and they're gonna be like, Pastor Jake said, if it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lay down. If it's white, good night. Good night. But you know, they said the grizzlies and the polar bears are breeding. So what happened if it's like whitish brown? Like, oh, I wonder man. what those options are. Like, do I you lay down and go to sleep? Like, <laughs> lay down and good night. Lay down, good night. <laughs> you, you lay down and hold your breath. <laughs> like, I'm, right. already, I'm, dead. I'm already dead. But yes, everybody put into your chat what the, the two icebreaker questions. The first icebreaker question was if you, what was the first icebreaker question? Jesus. Relo not the relocation. What time are you going back to? Yeah. Oh, what time error? Yeah. The first icebreaker question was, what time error would you go back to? The second icebreaker question is, if you money was an option, where would you live today? Moving everything, and you, you and your family just gone. Where would you go? So make sure you put it into the comments. Everybody register with the with the podcast and just go ahead and do some likes, some shares, and and join with the family. Amen. So. And Mr. Hilton, be Sorry. formal with you. We're going to go into knowing more about you. 
go ahead and tell us where is your hometown and where do you reside now? My, I've been in New York my whole life. My hometown is New York. I reside what part of New York? I'm in Long Island. I've been in Long Island all my life. Is so, Long Island, New York? Long Island, New York. So I tried to relocate, but um, God said different. As soon as my mom left, I said, all right, I'm going to buy a house in North Carolina. And God said, not yet. My work wow. wasn't finished here in New York. So I'm here. I love it here. I really do. I really love it here. But eventually, you know, I'm going to go somewhere and slow it down a little bit. Okay, so I got I got to ask this question. So, how did it feel hearing God tell you not yet? Because that's a very I guess you could say a very interesting place to be when you're like God is telling you not yet. How did that feel? You know, it actually I might have might have had an adverse effect because I felt like, okay, that means you have purpose for me here. I'm not moving aimlessly, you know? So when he said not yet, I said, okay, there's, there, there's more purpose. So I was encouraged, honestly. Um, I said, okay, God, that means you got something greater for me because he would never take something from you if you don't have something better to give to you. That's what I got from it. Okay. So when you were going to move, did you feel like, you were just going to kind of like transplant your gifts. You're like, all right, I built here and now I'm just going to transplant everything. I'm going to go to North Carolina and I'm going to just bring everything there and be a great addition to the community. That's what I thought. Um, but I believe, I guess God got somebody there to do that part right now. <laughs> and he needs somebody here to do it here. Um, because that's what I thought. I said, I'm going to go there and I'm going to, take everything I have, and I'm like, um, they say take my talents to South Beach. <laughs> I was going to go over there and, and do it, you know, do the same thing there. But um, fortunately, I'm going to say unfortunately, but fortunately, God kept me here, and, and he showed himself. He showed himself. He, he showed himself why he kept me here, and I'm just answering a call and, and walking the walk. So I have to ask, what was your inspiration for music? I come from a family of singers and musicians. Um, I'm not only a singer, but I'm a songwriter, uh, bass player, producer. And um, and my brother, he's a, my older brothers, they had this group called the Cunningham Specials and they would sing and, and the crowd would be so hyped and excited. And I was just like, oh, I want that feeling. And then I did it for the feeling at first. And then I realized that that feeling had to come behind purpose. And that's when I started realizing, like, music is not just to make you feel good. It's actually to help alter emotions and make you um, go down the path that God wants you to go down. But people just take music and do the wrong thing with it. This is why we have good and we have bad and we have evil. We have all these different things. But, um, you know, I, I'm learning to lean, well, I've learned to lean on God and have him instruct me on what to say, and what to write, uh, who to collaborate with, as we spoke about earlier. And things of that nature. So I'm basically following the voice of God. Do you remember what was the the first song that you wrote? Wow, it was, a love, it, was a, it was a love song. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a love song. I, I, uh, I don't want to give the title because it's a little... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're married now. But, you know, you know, you know, but yeah. Was it called the 99 to the 2000? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just to be transparent, it was, I believe it's called <laughs> Any Way You Want It. And, um, <laughs> but, um, but God changed that song and um, he didn't take the music away from me, but he just gave me a new dancing partner. That's awesome. That's awesome. Me and my son was having a conversation today once we was eating and we was talking about the power of um, of music and how like, you know, sometimes we don't we don't pay attention to how subtle um how the enemy will come to us through songs. So the fact that he began to shift the the songs, can you tell us about the process of that? Because you started off secular and then you switched over into um, to gospel. So can you tell us about the the process in that for you and what that looked like? So to me, I consider it a prodigal experience because I grew up in church. Um, you know, when we was younger, we got saved like 15 times after we mess up and go get back and get saved again. And because we wasn't aware of God's grace. So I, I, I was I was saved as a young kid and I knew I was called because in church, I, the, 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 the preaching always kept my attention. Everybody else playing, all the kids playing, but the preaching, like the word of God always kept my attention. And um, so when I went out to do um, uh, R&B, I was chasing the money, chasing the fame, chasing the houses and the cars, things of that nature. So, but when I gave my life to Christ, and um, and I'm gonna go back into how I transitioned. When I gave my life to Christ, I realized that I got all of that stuff without music. And so everything I was chasing, God saying, I can just give that to you. So use your music for the upbuilding of my kingdom. So I, I was doing these these, these nightclubs because I sung um, background and I played bass with John B, the old R&B legend. And, um, and so sometimes he let me like kind of like open up for him and do things. So we was doing like this little um, this open mic thing. Um, it was me and my brother actually, Lil Cat. He was my manager at the time. And I did. I wrote this song called Mama Why, and it's basically, and it's not my story. It was it was um, stories that I've heard growing up, and um, it's saying Mama Why did you choose him to be my father? Basically, because it was you know growing up as a as a young black man, you know statistically that we grow up without our fathers. So I, I I went into that market and started singing this song and the audience, it was a guy in the audience, they all had drinks and everything. And my brother was watching, you know, surveillance in the area. And he seen guys put their glass down and just drop down in tears. And mind you, the audience was full of, uh, mama said, knock you out type of guys. <laughs> so, you know, he's drinking, he's drinking, they're drinking, but they're putting it down. And then my brother came to me. He said, yo, you're in the wrong place, man. He said, the way you're affecting these people, it should be done for, for the glory of God. And mind you, we both grew up in church. He's my older brother, but he let me go out there. <laughs> but now he want to tell me. But yeah, so that's what happened. And then I started um, kind of like, you know, writing for God. I gave my life totally submitted to God. And, and I had to make sure that I had to take a, a break from music. And the reason why I say that is because some people feel if you don't make it in the secular world, then you just lean to the gospel world. You know, it's much easier to go that route. And But I had to understand, no, I don't want to do it for that purpose. I want to do it for purpose. And, and that's why God changed my mindset. And, and now I'm doing it for the kingdom nonstop. 
So when it came down to you taking a break, what was the main thing that God revealed to you in that break about music and about your, your connection to music? The power, the power that music has, the power to alter emotions, the power to usher in the spirit of God, the power to actually make somebody depressed, actually the power to have someone going out and losing their virginity at young ages. Um, he let me see all of that. I've seen so many um, things during that break of uh, a prophet. He was saying that how they made uh, these songs, these sexual songs so popular and made young girls do things that they didn't know that or they wouldn't have done if they didn't hear that music. So he let me know the power of music and he let me know that um, entering to this realm of industry, no matter what side the industry on, there's gonna be powers that's against the spirit of God. And he wanted me to be rooted and grounded, um, uh, totally surrendered. Because sometimes when, because uh, this actually happened to me, I actually, um, after I gave my life to Christ, my producer got this huge record deal <laughs> from the second world, this huge record deal. And he said, yo, man, Antoine, I'm going to, uh, we, we out of here now. I said, man, I, I stopped doing, you know, R&B and secular music. He was like, man, look, look, I'm going to fly you out to Hawaii, do all these different things. And I'm like, eh. but at that time, I was still, oh, man, should I, shouldn't I? Should I, should, and this is why I had to take a break from music because I wanted to make sure I was, you know, my feet was still like planted and rooted. So, okay, that that's deep because you really felt like you, you just had to sit back and look at music for what really was presented and who was presenting. Prof Stitch, what you got? I mean, just just kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, we have to realize, for one, who Lucifer was and what 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 he was actually over. And so and then once it comes to a lot of the secular, once it comes to the the rap and how gangster rap really, really start started to get popular and formed and stuff of how how it was to promote the crime and yeah. and stuff within the the um, African-American community. And so we have to be careful in what it is that we are actually taking in, um, what what it is that we're actually taking in and what we're feeding out ourselves. And as you said, that no matter what end of it that you're on, it carries power. And so what what how are you going to use that power? And then also understanding that um, I love how you said that it has the power to make you depressed. It has the power to make young girls, young people do do certain things. And so you don't even realize that this is what you're feeding in your spirit. And it, you may just think, it, oh, I just like it because of the beat. But though you might be unconsciously listening to it, I, I mean, you know, you might just be listening to the beat. But your spirit man is still picking up the lyrics. So though you might just say, hey, you know, that's a tight beat. Your spirit that is still feeding your spirit, man. Yes. And so it comes with the like the story with the the uh, with the wolves, the, uh, the two wolves. Which one are you going to feed the most? And that's the one that's going to win. So if you're constantly feeding it, the stuff of of, you know, I left home to be with my side piece. You, you constantly feeding it. Um, yeah. Pokey. 
and you <laughs> you constantly feeding it, you know, city girls, and you constantly feeding it, you know, some of the, some of the other rappers and stuff. You constantly feeding that that stuff, and that's what's gonna come out of you once you're squeezed, once you're once you're pushed, once you're once your feet is uh, against fire or whatever. So you're gonna constantly come out of what you you actually. Been. So we don't understand how powerful music is i think sometimes especially in the gospel community and so we'll just feed ourselves any type of uh of music so that's why i, I like like both of y'all songs I've, I've i've played both of y'all songs on repeat all days <laughs> jay has witnessed it he's like tish are you really doing this right now i don't want to hear my song anymore. She, don't, she, she don't realize that when i recorded that song i've heard it fifty thousand times so hearing it again, we'd be like, oh, and I mean, she played it on repeat. I was like, okay. I did yeah, the same thing to God. <laughs> All right. We can listen to somebody else. Let, let it breathe. No. One thing I wanted to say um, is what was one of the, the ways that you saw you had to go about being a coming from the secular world because I, I came from the secular world and I saw that a lot of things I did in the secular side was not going to work on the gospel side and I still keep that feel because that's that's rooted in me but what was some of the things that you said man I can't do that as a gospel artist <laughs> it's funny because how you were talking about um you know how I sing live. Um, you got to be real careful about the. You better say, oh, you better, because we're taught in the secular world to, once you hear someone, to lock eyes. And when you lock eyes, make them feel like you're singing to them. And and. <laughs> <laughs> so once you do that, you basically they 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 call it like like you you won. Um, but here you have to be so rooted and grounded in the spirit, you gotta be elevated to the point where you don't get into self. Secular music, you're in yourself, you 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 doing what you gotta do to get an get an applause. But with the with this side, you do what you try to you do what you have to do to try to gain a soul. And um, and sometimes you, you know, being an artist is still an industry. Sometimes Yes, you may perform, but your heart still got to be pure. You know, it has to, it has to, because that's what comes out. Um, I was, I was, did this other interview with this young lady, and um, and she mentioned the same part you mentioned, mentioned Pastor Jay, when I hit the falsetto part. I heard, but I said I got to stay rooted and grounded. Yeah, but I think I think God. It probably was Jay the one that you heard. <laughs> that was you, Pastor Jay. I guess I don't know. Allowed it to... was acting the fool. It was Jay. <laughs> I just want y'all to know if you never know how I am, the way I act on the radio, the way I act in person is the same. I know yeah. he, he's calmer on the radio. Y'all don't believe that he's calmer on the radio. He's all the way live in person. <laughs> I was told I have no decorum um, in, in events, um, but I actually put the church finger up in the same uh, award show we were at, and they called me out on it and said, did he just do the church finger? I was like, yeah, I'm in the middle, and I have to go to the bathroom. 
and I did the church finger. And then they just put the spotlight on me and everything. They're like, he really put the church finger. But shout out to the Spin Awards. It was fun. Yes. Uh, it was fun. So I, I want to ask you this. When you're in songwriting, when do you know it's for you? And when do you know it's for someone else? Mm, that's a really good question. That's a good question. That's um, a million dollar question right there, Pastor Jay. Yeah. What I've learned, and my mother always instilled in me, like nothing is new under the sun. Nothing is new. So what you're going through, there's a million other people going through it the same way. So um, I write, that song says, sometimes you gotta encourage yourself. There's sometimes I'm writing to me. I'm writing saying to me, like, you need to get up. You need to be encouraged. You need to do this. And I know somebody else need to hear that. Um, and then I look at the uh, calamity and the things of the world, what's going on in the world. And I say, um, how can I make them feel better? How can I go out and, and encourage them? So it's for me and it's for them at the same time. Because like I said, nothing is new under the sun. What, what people were going through 20 years ago, they still going through it today. Um, but we just got to find our way to we'll find our way through it. Tonight we had Bible study and, um, and we was talking about being weary. You know, being weary, don't be weary in well-doings because in due season you reap your harvest. Um, a lot of times we get so stuck in, um, in the weary state and the one thing that's guaranteed is that we won't finish if we stop. That's the one thing that's guaranteed. We won't finish until we stop. So that's everyone's story. Every day, every somebody's going to have a bad day. Um, but it's our outlook, our faith. We got to lean on faith and lean on God and not our situation, our circumstances. So as long as I speak from the heart and, and, and understand that a lot of people are going through what I'm going through, I think when it reaches me, it reaches others. So I'm I'm gonna I'm a add add on to that. When do you feel that you wrote something that you're never going to think and you have to give to somebody else? And have you ever been through that moment? Yes, because I I grew up on quartet music. I love myself some quartet music. So I'm always finding myself writing something quartetish, and I'm like, I know I'm not gonna get out there and do no holy ghost, like unless I have to. But um, but at that time, <laughs> at that time, I'm like, yeah, that's that's for this person, that's for this person, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, speaking about Holy Ghost power, let's talk about God is. Yes. So break down, what was your mindset in writing and creating this project? Grandma. Grandma, yeah. <laughs> grandma. Yes, my grandmother preached the message, God is, God can, and God will. And it stuck with me ever since I was a kid. And um, I said, wow, how can something stick with somebody for so long? And I said, I, I want to give that same thing to the world. Give them something to feel. Give them something to think about. And I realized, but that was during a real dark time because um, I was in a moment where I said, all right, God, what is it that you want me to do for this season? Because you ever been in that season where like, all right, you know what God wants you to do, but then there's moments. Uh, I, be, I believe a preacher said, you know, as believers, we have winter, spring, summer, fall, but then we have a due season. So in that, in, in those seasons before your due season, you go, like, all right, God, what is it that you want me to do right now? Mm. And it was it was silent. And I'm like, okay, God. And he, he I know he's always speaking. I know so it's something that I had to be aligned with. 
something I had to get in tune with. And I went to my wife and I said, honey, I'm not, I'm not really getting no younger. Um, what is it that, um, what do you think I should be doing right now? And she said to me, she started Googling people, successful people that, that came out that's 20 years older than me. Because you get to that state, you're like, all right, I, I'm not, I'm not a young whippersnapper no more. Um, and then she started pouring into my spirit, saying, like, you're, you know, even if one or two people come to you and say, I was blessed by your ministry, you're still walking in purpose. We want more. We want our territory enlarged. And then um, at that point, I said, all right, I'm gonna do something that I feel in my heart that would be impactful to this world. And I tell you. This song right here has to be one of my biggest songs. It's charting on the charts, and I'm so grateful for this song God is. And um, and God has just proven himself over and over again. So is this it? Is it just a single, or, or is, is it going to be part of a project like uh, an album? So I have an album with that single on it. It's called Love and Repeat. Love and Repeat. I always say it twice. <laughs> but... um. And but this coming March, uh, I have one of my one of my cool friends, um, Jermaine Dolly. He and I are working on a project in March, and it's going to be released in the spring. So that's going to be the follow up. Behind God is, and that's going to be the live version. God, it's going to be really nice live. So when is the duet coming out with you and your wife? Because uh, wifey can sing too, right? Oh yeah, you know it's funny, my brother. Um, he, he said it in church on Saturday. He was like, all right, who here waiting for um, uh, Vanders Hilton's song? On, and everybody was like, me, 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 me. So I believe it's coming sooner than later. Sooner than later. But she's she sung a lot of background on my um, on my records. Um, she sang with me live as well. So she getting a taste of it. I think that she's feeling that, that front bug right now. She's like, I want to do more lead parts. I want to do it. I was like, all right, all right. I write it in. Have you ever considered making it like a a gospel, um, like like kind of like a one about love? Like for us, for us still talking about that love. Once it comes to, we all know marriage is is part of our ministry. Marriage is ministry, um, but also cultivating that in in like just into like a love album um, for for Christians. See, that name, Prophetess Tish, fits you well. <laughs> that had to be the Holy Spirit speaking through you because um, that is just last weekend um, I was driving home because I wrote a song on my first gospel album. Is BAIT, B-A-I-T, is an acronym, Born Again Into Truth. And on that album, I did a, a, a song to my wife called The Wed. So mm -hmm. we just celebrated our 13-year anniversary so she brought that song out the blue. And I'm like, wow. And then I did another song for my sister's wedding. And she said, why don't you do like a wedding album? You know, like a love album. Like, and I said, wow, I would love to do that because like, like me, like when I got married, I played uh, uh, When I'm With You by Tony Terry. And, but, <laughs> I was Holy Ghost convicted. I'm like, uh, I'm dancing. My pastor's right there. My grandma's right there. I'm like, uh. So I said, if we do a gospel wedding album talking about pure love, no one has to feel any way about dancing to a love song at their wedding. 
So that's yeah. that's 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 the prophetess in me. That's dope. I mean, I never, it, I never thought even of like with us. Yeah, even with us, like you know, I, I listen to stuff, but sometimes I do want to be able to cultivate that atmosphere, um, you know, outside the bedroom, in the bedroom, or or whatever. And um, let's face it, I, I can't I can't use R. Kelly no more. Like R. Kelly <laughs> held it down for years and stuff. Right. I can't use R. Kelly no more. <laughs> from the nine to the two thousand. From the nine to the two thousand. As soon as she said that, I thought that. Amen. Hold on. Can I can I clarify my 99 2000? 99 2000s once I actually started making my own like truly bad decision. That is once I was I just went like left field like out there. I graduated high school in 2000. So um and after that like a, a month after I graduate I was stripping, I was prostituting. So yeah, I need to go back to that stage so I can go back and redo some of my wrongs. But <laughs> See, I'm gonna give you a butterfly effect, and I'm gonna tell you how God works. You wouldn't be prophet as Tish. Mm. I, I would not. So I, I so I had to play around with that because every everything so, makes going me back, going back. And I would have never yeah. met you, Jay. Nope. Because I would have never joined the army. So yeah, never joined the army. So I'm telling you, God does stuff for a reason, and a lot of times it's not for you. Um, even when it comes down to people that are dealing with abuse physical abuse, sexual abuse, things like that. And you made it, you made it for somebody else. You made it for the future kids and, and, and the future of mentees and the future people that you're going to be able to see their pain that nobody else can identify because you see you. And when you see you, you'd be able to activate them. Like God, man, use me. Cause I'm, I'm being triggered while trying to help them because i remember being in that moment i remember being in that state i remember the anger the sadness and all that so when it goes into the butterfly effect of it you might have made a decision to stop all these things that you felt was bad but you would be robbing yourself of the experience that made you prophetess tish Amen. Amen. Yeah. but one thing i want to ask about you said you're making a song with your name probably you said you're making a song with Jermaine Dolly. Yes. Y'all need another person? I should play. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I'm not because you asked not. Right. But I was gonna ask about about the, the collaboration. Where did that come from? Like, was y'all just chilling? Was y'all sitting there like, man, we ain't ever done no collab together. Let's do it. Let me tell you, I was um in Vegas at the Stella Awards, I think it was two years ago, right? It was in Vegas two years ago. Last year it was in Vegas. Year before that, it was in Atlanta. Sorry, Atlanta. And um, and we had they had the celebrity basketball game. But I used to listen to Dolly's uh, So I tell him that it's you. I listened to that all the time. So when I met him, I was like, yo, man, I appreciate your music, man. And um, you know, I listen to your song, getting ready for church. Um, leaving church and all of that stuff. And he was like, oh man, I really appreciate that. And he was so like, like so cool. Like, you know, you get some artists that, that made number one records, you can't get a, a hello out of them. But he was so cool. And he and I was just like kicking it for a minute. And then he was cooking up Molly music and, and, and um, cooking on a basketball court. And then we got outside the parking lot and um, 
And he came out to the parking lot and he was kicking it with us. He's like, where y'all from? He was like, from New York. And he still had his socks and shoes. He had his socks on, still had his sneakers off from the game. And then um, somebody in my truck, they, they, they put his song on. I don't remember who it was. And he was just rocking with us in the parking lot. And then uh, Jabari Johnson came over there and he was talking junk to Jabari. And, and I said, yo, the, the camaraderie that we had at that moment, I said, yo, we got to relive this. So when I came back to New York, I started working with a promoter. And I said, yeah, I want to get these guys, get these guys out here in New York. And then Griff, my homie, he he came out and he hosted it for us. And and right then and there, I was like, wow, you know, he's the same person. Because, you know, some people can be in a certain area and they one way and another way, another way. And I said, bro, we got we, we to gotta do a record together. And um, and he was like, let's do it. I'm for it. Let's do it. He said, you're dope. And he said, let's do it. So I was open off that. So. It's, it's, it's sort of like a, um, a collab in the making that had to be ordained by God from the from the time I was listening to his record, you. So one thing that I want to highlight is you did something that most independent artists have to realize. You networked. Yes. You didn't use. You networked. You build a relationship. You, you brought them back to your city. Y'all actually hung outside of the event and dealt with each other outside the event, which build camaraderie, it build a relationship, it build a networking bond between two artists. That is so much needed because we have to get to a point of realizing that everybody don't owe you nothing. That's so when right. you build a relationship, people, when, and when you ask, they're like, man, you should have been asking me. I, I'd have known you. We, we cool. You got my personal phone number. You right. know, like that. So it's just... I, I, I want to uh, iterate to all the independent artists. Networking is important. I don't care if you like, man, I I, ne- I don't know them. Okay. You get to know them. It's, right. it's just like going in school. You didn't know people. And then when you introduce yourself and you start hanging more, you find out you have more similarities. You helped each other in certain areas. That's the same thing in the gospel industry. We have to realize that networking is key to success. Yeah. So, I want to ask you this. What's next? What's next for the brand that's about to just just blow them out the park? They don't even know it's going to hit them when it come up. Yeah, so like I said, the live performance of um, God Is and um, the remix with me and uh, Jermaine Dolly doing the song called Love Letter. And I got a brand out. Man. I, got a, I got a brand out. You can go to my website and check out my age, age brand. Um, you can check me out on all social media handles at AntoineHilton.com. Um, that's my website. Um, but at Antoine Hilton on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that at Antoine Hilton. Come see me. Come find me. And we've got a project coming out in the spring. The live recording, as I stated, with my boy Jermaine Dolly. And um, you can go check out Love and Repeat. It's out right now. I have a bunch of music on, um, on the digital download site. I got a bunch of stuff up there. And some touring is coming up. We got some, um, I see my girl Rise on here working out with something with um, Griff. Um, we're going to do the consequences in New York. So, and at their anniversary in June, Anointed Friends, shout out to Anointed Friends. Um, so we got some some great things coming up and I'm excited about it. Um, in the middle of writing a play and that's going to be awesome. I'm excited about my play. And Prophetess Tis says she's coming out. So Pastor Jay, you may have to come out too, my man. To New York? Oh, for sure. 
I, I definitely want to come to NYC. Um, one thing with the play, what what is one, one thing you inspire? One thing I always tell people on North Radio, start manifesting because you never know who's watching. You never know who's um, be able to help. What is one thing that you inspire to uh, for this play and the outcome of this play? I want people to understand, as I stated earlier about how I came to that point where I was like, God, what you want me to do? I want people to understand to live their organic self, live who you are. And at that same token, um, understand like if God has a plan for you, it's never too late. Just stick to the plan, follow the process and trust this process because he knows what's best for you and he would never lead you down a path of destruction. Um, I spoke on, 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 oh, Liz Black is here. Hey, Liz. I, I spoke on um, uh, on last Saturday, and I was speaking about the closer you are with God, the more he reveals his secrets. He would, No one will ever reveal a secret out loud. So the closer you are to him, the more secrets he reveals to you. So just walking closer to him and, and, and figuring out what his path is for your life. So... For parting, for parting words, we're about to close out of here. I know it's late on the East Coast, but thank you, everybody from the East Coast that's watching. One thing I, I want you to do is what would be some encouraging words you would give to an up-and-coming indie artist? I want to say what I was actually saying just now is being your organic self. Um, a lot of times, you know, you hear certain something hot on the radio and you say, oh, I want to do something like that. I want to do something like that. And God is saying, that lane is crowded. Do what I told you to do. And when you do what God told you to do, you got the songs. I thank God for God is because, you know, when you cut on the radio, I don't hear anything that sounds like God is. You know, that's like what God gave to me for the world. And and, and you can't share um, a lane. Everybody got their own lane. You can't share a lane. So just be your organic self and God will make room for you. Hey, man, everybody. Man. If y'all go follow him, go buy the song, stream the song, twitch the song, playlist, God is, and go support my brother in Christ. Make sure that you guys. Over. Gotta order my pullover. It's called Golden yeah. Brand. Yeah, and, and and put and put the put the brand into the chat for everybody to um go follow. But everybody, make sure you guys go follow him. He is doing great things. His song, God Is, is dope. Like he said it, there's no other song like it. See, I could be an artist, and that's what we need more of, you know? I'm an artist. I have a song out, but I could like other music and other artists, you know? I appreciate that, man. We got to get better than that, you know? Build that relationship with one another, especially on the gospel side. One thing that uh, we had an interview just recently, and he said it was dope in the secular world because guess what? They went out with each other. Queen Latifah, uh, MC Hammer, Tupac, Biggie, everybody would be on the same tour. And they weren't hating on each other. Come on, gospel. We gotta start. I want to see more of that. More indie artists should pair up together and just just do a tour. So Pastor Jay, you said nothing but the work because I like your song too. Get a little grace. I like that song too. Look, let's make it happen, man. I'm gonna send you guys some. I'm gonna send you guys some invites after we get off. Um, it's a private event, but I'm gonna send it to you guys. And if you guys want to come to New York, it'd be lovely. 
I like New York. My wife always wanted to go. So, and I got some spirit points sponsored by spirit Airlines. I want, I want, I want spirit to sponsor me. I didn't flew them too many times. I got points. I didn't even know you could get points. Hey, spirit, Pastor Jay want to be sponsored. And I, I don't ever go. I thank you for letting it land every time. I never landed in the spirit or woke up and praise <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But hashtag Holy Spirit will get you there. So, um, yeah, definitely send that out. I, much love. Like one thing I, 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 I see is a future where artists are coming together and collabing and helping and, and, and helping each other. Man, that that's dope. That is what God wants for us to be able to build with each other and help each other. But I, I want to go ahead and first of all say in the behalf of Anointed Radio, I thank you, sir, for coming on and really spending time with us because that's the most valuable thing you could do is spend some time because you can't get it back and I don't got refunds. So, you know, just like Spirit, no refunds. Sponsored by Spirit. But <laughs> I, want, I want you to know that um, that you family now. Like every everybody come on and I met you, I, I treat people like family. So anything that you need, help, support, here at Anointed Radio, we're going to use our full capability of doing that in whatever platforms we have. So I think I'm you. holding you accountable to the play in the wedding album. Yes. Yeah, I need that wedding album because that was a dope. That's a dope. We need the Peebo Price gospel. Where the Peebo Price? <laughs> Where Peebo at? I need some people. Where the Freddie Jacksons of of, of gospel at? I, we we need that genre to come out so that we could be able to talk to our boo things and be like, "Oh, I ain't sinning," and not be convicted, right? Right. right. You said, I thought about my wedding song. My wedding song is Miguel by Sure Thing. Is Sure Thing Miguel? Was <laughs> I convicted when that song came on? It talk about cigarettes and all kind of stuff. I was like. Oh, we need to do better. We're going to definitely get actually. And you know what? Tamla Mann and David Mann did come out with a love album. And uh, Mr. I, uh, uh, Kareem, uh, Isaac Kareem did make a love song. But we need more. R&B have like a, a, a book where people can sing karaoke for days off of love songs. See, we I have like. I came out with 12. You came up From the 9-9. Nine, nine. <laughs> And <laughs> I mean, hey, in my, July we we hit twenty years, so I need I wow. need I need at least one song by 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 July twelfth for for my See, twenty years. Listen, I got listen. You already gave the confirmation. That's all I needed. So I was counting because I think I'm hitting thirteen years in March, and I wanted to ask Prophet Tish since you've been married for twenty years, we got a little bit of time. Like what do you what, what do you start giving your significant other for all the married people that's married for a while or just got married? What do you start giving your partner in these different? Because like you know how everybody has those themes like oh we're gonna give everything silver or or aluminum or whatever. What what is the things that you do once you get to the the twenties? You know the two um, decades. I think that I think that's where it comes in of actually knowing your your um your partner and knowing knowing like exactly what it is because we can do the cliche stuff uh, all day long and to me none of that stuff matter like 
you got Valentine's that's coming up. All that cliche flower stuff or what that it means nothing to me. Like I still didn't get my comment my commentaries. I do want to tell you that, Pastor Jay. I didn't get it for Christmas. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it comes from actually knowing your partner and listening to him. So that's how um son he had got you had to go back and think like what was I talking about just then? <laughs> but but that's like how Sean ended up with the, the Chevelle. I'm not the Chevelle, I got the Chevelle. He, that's how he ended up with the Cutlass. And so once we had first got, got together. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Mrs. Calhoun is watching. Chevelle. Cutlass. Old school. <laughs> Just saying. I, I so, so once we so once we first got together, he had to get rid of his Malibu. His, it was a 1980 Malibu. And so uh, because we needed something reliable. So I remember listening to him over the years. And I said, if we ever make it to 10 years, I was going to get him another Malibu. Well, through listening to him, I understood that a Malibu was not his dream car. His dream car was a 1972 Cutlass. Yeah. Um, and so that's what that's how he ended up with the Cutlass. And, and then for the 15 year is how I ended up with the Chevelle because I was just like, oh, you know, the Cutlass is nice, but I actually like Nova's and Chevelle. And that's how I ended up with the, the Chevelle for the 15. So it's, it's a thing to where you actually have to start hearing them because if you keep doing the cliche stuff, you're actually not really hear, hearing them, especially once it comes to females or whatever. It's just like y'all, y'all don't want to tie every every Father's Day. You don't want a watch or, or, or stuff like that. It's just like, listen... Listen to There's some guys out there that want to watch, but it's not the watch that y'all get. I'm, 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 <laughs> just watch. I, I, I never go wrong with an Invicta. Like when, whenever, whenever I'm just like stump on the gift, I'm like, you know what? Let me just go grab another Invicta, and I'm good. That's 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 my See, easy go-to. I told the guests to come and speak with. You know, I just want a Rolex. That's it. You know, just put that out there, in Jesus name. Um, that's the watch I didn't want since I was you a little ghetto boy. You gonna have me in trouble with watching, your wife, man? Watching, watch, watching the. The, the rich kids and they're like, man, that's a nice watch, sir. He said, you get one when you get older. I ain't got one yet. I'm kind of I'm kind of older now, so I'm just saying. So in Jesus' name, you know, uh, you know, Rolex. Thank you, Jesus. I um, just want me a set of commentaries. I have not got them yet. I just want to put that out there. <clears throat> somebody, somebody yeah. Listening. Somebody listening. <laughs> somebody watching and listening to us ranting. But anyway. The show is over. We just talking, y'all. This is like the parking lot of the church. That <laughs> we can leave, but we just talking. But I want everybody to do while since you're still here and you're watching us talk, make sure you share and like and subscribe to Anointed Radio. Follow um, on all social media platforms. Follow us on the podcast platform. We're on everything but title. It's so easy. Like this iHeartRadio, we're there. You know, we're on TuneIn. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple Music. We're on all podcast platforms where you can listen to almost 400 episodes of the same show with new people. Same format. You never get lost. If you if you know the format, you can go at any pace and watch it. And you're going to always know where you're at. So with that being said, I want to encourage everybody, encourage everybody that if you still feel like this year it's kind of started off rough, persevere, push through it, keep going, keep your head up, like Tupac would say. 
And I'm going to just simply tell you that it's going to get better because this year's just started. It could start off a little rough, but man, there is amazing things when, when there's I rough. Know, let me say I'm gone. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to make any more outbursts like I got to Ritz, but I'm just saying Nick Saban gone. Praise God. So with that. Ooh. Ooh. Bama hater. With I'm that. I'm done. I ain't got no more yeah. talk. With that, let's let's go ahead and just, we're going to, you just had to talk about Nick Saban. He don't pay us. He, he don't even know us. And that's why he didn't roll and tie because he lost. Amen. Shout out to the national winners of the, the Michigan Wolverines and, 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 and Coach Harbaugh, who won his first national championship after leaving the 49ers 12-something years ago. Shout out to you, sir, for finally getting your national championship. Now you'll get grade A people coming to your school in Michigan where it's – let me stop. Bye, y'all. Bye. Goodbye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Y'all have good. Y'all be good now. You hear? Bye, everybody. It's a great show. Share, like, subscribe. Much love, Pastor Jay. Peace.